0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AM PM Podcast. It's been a while. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it, AM PM Podcast. As a matter of fact, this weekend I was in the mood to do something big. So, I called up my friend, Tim Jordan, and we had a little chat. We came up with a plan that we're going to be sharing with you on the next episode of the podcast. And while all of this was happening, I was making money, but I wasn't the only one making money. Tim was too. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the AMPM Podcast. My name is Manny Coates. I'm here with my good buddy, Tim Jordan. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing good. So this is a really, really special episode. Um, there's massive changes coming to this. If uh, you've been following me for a while, if you... Uh, I've been a listener of AMPM Podcast from the beginning. You know a lot about who I am, um, but I know that I've been out of this for a while. It's been over a year since I've actually done a podcast. So uh, Tim and I are going to be talking about what's new, what's happening. Um, There's just, there's a lot to cover. And uh, I'm going to probably start here, Tim, by kind of giving an intro to you, who you are, and then uh, maybe you can ask some questions to refresh the audience, maybe a little bit about, you know who we, uh, I guess, who I am and why this was started and, and what the big secret is and what we're going to be doing here. How does that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, cool. All right. So I guess I should do the reveal. Should we talk about it right now? Good.
1: Go for it. <laughs> if it's not obvious already.
0: <laughs> I know. All right. So that you can see the AMPM logo behind uh, Tim's head there. Uh, Tim is going to be the new host of the AMPM podcast. Tim has been a guy that I've known for a long time, amazing entrepreneur. I had him on the podcast uh, a long time ago, actually. Was it your your first podcast that you yeah. ever did ever? Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but yes. Okay. Cool, cool. So yeah, so he he is the obvious choice to come in and take this thing over. He The guy just, he knows everybody in the industry. He's full of knowledge. I think you guys are going to be taken care of better than anybody else I could imagine. And yeah, so we've got close to 200 episodes when I was doing it. And uh, from this point on, you're going to be carrying that torch. Yeah, so, and it's, uh, it's
1: pretty crazy. I know a lot of people have been asking, you know, what happened to the AMPM podcast? We'll get more into that a little bit later. And we know that, you know, as you kind of stopped doing the podcast, we got into the, uh, the SSP podcast with Bradley Sutton, the Series Seller podcast. And that was carrying a lot of weight for new episodes and new content coming out from the Helium 10 bubble, so to speak. But uh,
0: AMPM never disappeared. Absolutely. About the same time that the AMPM podcast stopped releasing episodes, you'll notice or people will notice that that's when the Serious Sellers podcast took off. And that was done very purposely. Um, At that time, I mean, the story obviously is that, you know, when I started AMPM podcast, um, shortly thereafter, we were getting into Helium 10, started to build Helium 10. And a lot of the episodes of the podcast, a lot of the questions, a lot of the topics um, that we were going through had to do with the software. And it started to feel a little weird to me. I was like, you know what? We started this journey about following my journey on selling on Amazon. And I was talking about that. But then it started shifting a lot towards Helium 10. And it it just felt a little strange. So we wanted to start a podcast where it was very clear from the beginning that, hey, this is a podcast by Helium 10. And we're going to be talking about Helium 10 a lot. And there's not going to be any surprises. But yeah, Serious Sellers Podcast. If you guys want to check that out, by the way, Bradley Sutton's an awesome host over there. I think the link. It's helium10.com forward slash subscribe, and that'll take you right to the page to subscribe to that podcast.
1: Well, now that the uh, <laughs> the headline is back, that AMPM is back, you know, and the, and the headline is out there, which is kind of exciting. I know for a lot of you that are listening, it's been hyped up over the last week or maybe even two weeks uh, because a lot of you are longtime listeners, and a lot of you are brand new listeners. Even though there hasn't been a new episode, we're still getting brand new subscribers to AMPM, and I think that uh, you know, kind of as I take over hosting it, which is a huge honor to me. I'll, I'll say that. When I was invited to do this, I was like shocked silent. You know, Bojan, um, you know, brought it up to me and I was silent. And he said, I guess that means you're not interested. And in reality I was sitting here going, oh my gosh, they just asked me to take over AMPM podcast. It's like a huge honor. But as we as as we move into um, more about me a little later on this episode and more of what's going to happen with AMPM and what we're going to uh, kind of turn this thing into i want to find out more about the origination manny not just of you but also of the AMPN podcast right so a lot of people haven't heard the history but um it was obviously very instrumental in changing your life it was it was actually instrumental in changing a lot of people's lives i could uh, start naming off names of people that an appearance or something they heard on the AMPN podcast made them a better entrepreneur a better seller it got them some exposure it's really been a lot bigger, maybe even Mandy, than you realize. For uh, for a lot of us that got started in the industry a little bit later than you, so tell me, like, why did you start the AMPM podcast? When did you start it? What was the purpose for it? Give me like the five minute. This is the birth of AMPM. Take me back.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Let me let me uh, dig deep into my memory. This this uh, it all started back at the end of 2015, December of 2015, and and uh, my. Business partner, co-founder Guillermo Puyol and I were, were, he was the one who actually told me about Amazon um, and he was talking about uh, arbitrage. And and I was thinking, man, that's just a grind. That's going to be crazy. It doesn't sound like something I'd want to get into. Um, He mentioned there was a more expensive way of doing things called private label. I started looking into it and then very quickly uh, was fascinated and said, you know what, I'm going to do this. So part of the podcast uh, that was brought up was I wanted something that would hold me accountable to learning and continuing this journey, right? And I thought if I was if I had a podcast and I was actually talking to people and I was saying, Hey, I'm gonna be doing this that next week and I'm gonna be doing this next month and these are my goals, I could just quit. I couldn't change. I, I, I wouldn't pivot right away. It would just be like, let's focus on this. So it was initially there for me. And then shortly thereafter that, um, as people started subscribing and, and I was getting a lot of feedback, I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this thing. I'm gonna I'm going to chronicle everything that's uh, that I'm doing in this, uh, this Amazon FBA private label journey, the good and the bad, because one of the things I noticed, and, and you probably have noticed this too, is a lot of the podcasts out there, a lot of the you know, the people that are training stuff, it sounds like their life is perfect. Like they've never <laughs> had any downs. Everything's awesome. It's super easy to make money. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to talk about the bad stuff. And, and that was probably some of the very first episodes was like, I made this mistake and oh my God, I just got screwed over here and this was bad and blah, blah, blah. Right. And and people were really liking that. Like, oh my God, I, I ran, I did that same thing, you know, and I thought it was just terrible, and I uh, I didn't know about that, you know. For example, I think on one of the very early podcasts, I was talking about the I don't even know if they have this anymore, but they had the Amazon drop test, right? The three foot drop test, yep. and I remember going I, I after I had my product in my living room, I'm like, oh, there's this three foot drop test. I remember dropping it, and they were uh, my product was uh, liquid chalk markers, and I remember dropping this. I think it was an eight pack or something, and I dropped it, and it. <laughs> The box just exploded everywhere and pens, whatever. And I'm like, okay, that didn't survive the uh, the first test. So we had to like put all these little plastic uh, sealers on them and stuff. So, and I know you gave me five minutes. So I'm gonna try to go through this a little quicker. But basically, um, yeah, as as the months progressed. I started doing, creating some software for myself to kind of make things a little bit easier. You know, there was, there just wasn't a lot of cool tools out there in the Amazon space. And I was talking about those in the podcast. Those tools would eventually lead to, to become Helium 10, started off with just a few tools. And then, um, yeah, eventually we're running the podcast, running Helium 10 and uh, podcast just kept growing in popularity and,
1: And that's interesting because most people in this e-commerce space that have a tool and have some sort of content, they start with a tool and they use the content as the marketing piece, you know, for the tool. So, oh, I have, you know, X service. I'm going to go out and start a podcast. Right. But you were kind of backwards. You started the podcast just to kind of chronicle your journey. And to fill a need, you created tools, which became Helium 10. And then, you know, your journey, which was chronicled to the podcast, led to, you know, a pretty large following jumping into this Helium 10 thing. And it kind of snowballed. But it's a little different than where a lot of people start their content. probably don't even know
0: this, but when we started the podcast, the first two tools were actually lead magnets on the website to get people to actually subscribe to the podcast. So like, hey, if you would subscribe to the podcast, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll allow you to use these tools. So completely reverse, right? It's <laughs> wow. really wacky. So, that and it worked. Awesome, I mean, it was it was good. And then finally, when we had three tools, um, we, oh, Frankenstein was the other one. Yeah, so we had uh, Scribbles and Frankenstein. And then when we added 5K Checker, that's when we were talking about indexing, right? Nobody was talking about indexing yep. on Amazon yet. I don't even think that. I think we originated that phrase. I'm not. I don't want to take credit for it, but I think it wasn't really being used before then. You can you can fact check that. I'm, I'm writing not sure. this
1: down. Quote: Manny claims he coined the phrase indexing <laughs> uh,
0: for for the specific Amazon because we were using that term. Um, I think in the Apple ecosphere when we were doing. Um, uh, mobile games, because it was very similar. We came from that space, right? And the so when you're creating a mobile app, it was very, very similar to the Amazon side because you had an icon, right? Once people are doing searches, your icon has to grab them. What's well, the same thing? You have your first thumbnail, your image on Amazon. You had your titles, you had your keywords, you had your description, all the same. But we knew how to rank on Apple, on the Apple side, ASO, right? Apple App Store Optimization versus Amazon. It, just, it, it, it was really good. My goal was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales on Amazon my first year. That would have, my first full year, which would have been twenty sixteen. We only had one month in twenty fifteen, December, and we did one point six million in sales. And I think that Tim was where what kind of catapulted like everything at, at once because we're like, holy crap, this guy has a podcast and he has some software and he did one point six million, so he must be legit. But I did talk about all the failures, and I talked about all that stuff. So it kind no, but of that's
1: what made you legit. Me. That 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 legitima- legitimatized you. Is that is that the right word? Legit- uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but and, and and you're right. And 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 I will say this: you kind of got a little bit of a um, reputation for calling it like it is. You know, there's a lot of people out there in. We won't even talk about Amazon. Let's just talk the entrepreneurial content space that make things seem better than they are right? Whether it's a pride thing or they have to sell a dream or whatever it is. And you never did that. And I know, you know, I don't really know anybody in this space that, 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 you know, can't say they, they respect you for that because you called it like it was. And look what happened. I think that when you bring out legitimate content and you call it like it is, you can get a pretty big following of fans, you know, which happened. So you started, I had no idea that was the history of AMPM. Helium 10 was a lead magnet for the podcast. Um, Yeah, really crazy. And since then, you know, you've done almost 200 episodes of AMPM. It obviously got to be really big. We'll talk about that more later in the episode. uh, Places where I've seen it referenced that you probably never would have guessed. Right. And then, um, you know, Helium 10 has obviously blown up right now. I think it's perfectly okay to say that it is the most used um, piece of Amazon software in the space right? Like that's, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Uh, So things have changed in the last few years, right? But looking back, looking at the the history of all this, starting with the AMPM podcast, what is one of the most surprising things that you noticed come out of the AMPM podcast? Like when it got rolling, what are one of the things that just surprised you the most?
0: Probably the doors that it opened. Um, When you have a podcast, one of the things I noticed right away is I could immediately reach out to um, the CEOs of just about any company in the space, or that's somewhat related to the space, and I could get uh, I can get a call, I can get a meeting. Um, I thought that was cool. I remember back then, you know, I was I was in awe of of all the big guys. I remember, you know, amazing was out there, and they had you know their their events and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh man, I, you know, the, the owner of that would be cool to meet that, that that guy. And reached out to him, and and immediately just got an audience and was able to talk to him and say, like, Hey, you want to speak that kind of thing? That was really cool. Um, and I mentioned that on the podcast. I said, guys, if you want, if you want to be able to open up the doors and be able to get in to so many different, you know, basically get an audience with somebody, um, write a book or get a, get a podcast or do something. Um, back when I started the podcast, there, there really weren't many podcasts related to this space. It was, um, Scott Volker, he had his, his podcast, which I was learning from. Um, I've, I've given him credit on, on a lot of a, a lot of my, my episodes. Um, But that's about it. But his was about, you know, small little things like, here's how to make a hundred bucks a month kind of thing. And I was like, here, my, my thing was, was, let's follow this journey and see if I can create enough net income to actually support myself, you know, where you don't have to have another job. And that was one of the things you mentioned, you know, that, that legitimacy and, and, you know. it how it is I was calling BS on a lot of people because they'd come in they're like yeah I got a 65% margins and and I'm like how are you how are you getting 65% margins when you factor in all the things that we know are out there right Um, it just didn't make sense I'm like okay maybe somehow you have something but explain it to us so yeah that was that's how we started it so we did and and it led into I think with helium ten and with uh, the podcast and I'm expanding on what you said what you asked it, it surprised me how quickly we could grow everything else. Because once you have that audience, we were able to create a Facebook group, which quickly grew to become one of the, you know, the largest Facebook groups. And from there we were able to create high end, very high end, uh, expensive, I guess you would say, um, live events. And then from there we got, you know, training software. So as it evolved, we just kept coming out with more and more things and it all stemmed from that.
1: All right. So who looking back almost 200 episodes, who are some of your favorite guests that you ever hosted on the podcast?
0: Man, we've had just about everybody in the industry on the podcast. So I think I don't, I rarely, I think ever had a guest that I didn't think was pretty awesome. I mean, I had a lot of new guests that I didn't know anything about, um, that I would just give a shot, you know, like, Hey, I don't know that much about you. I've heard good things about you. Um, and then they turn in to be, they turn out to be somebody really cool. You were one of them. For example, I didn't know you, I didn't know anything about you. Um, you came on the podcast and you were one of there's i think there's two or three people that that really like when you guys came on the podcast it created a lot of comments a lot of like people like you got to do another episode you got to do three episodes with this guy you were one of them kevin king was the first guy he came on before you kevin king nobody knew who he was right um and it was hard to get him to come on the podcast because he didn't want to be he didn't want to be in the limelight. He did. He had no Facebook friends, zero man. Like, he things even... have
1: changed since then. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he refused. He's like, I don't want to be famous. And I'm like, dude, you got something really cool here. Let's talk about it. And so people really love that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I, I think that goes to show bringing really good content onto a podcast like you did. Uh, and, we, and now you're, you know, you're, working with helium 10 on stuff you've taken over the amp podcast there's been a ton of opportunities that open up to you same thing with kevin when kevin came on we did some more stuff then we decided to partner up and we were doing back then the illuminati mastermind and then we started doing training and events and all kinds of stuff and and uh i think that those were the th- yeah those, those people man there's there's so many but you you two right now because we're working with you guys with so many things uh they stand out heavily Got you. Yeah, you guys, everybody listening around, you're going to love uh, if you if you in fact, if you haven't listened to Tim Jordan's podcast on the AMPM podcast, go and do a search for it because all the stuff that you talked about back then is still relevant. I would say most of it is still relevant. It's really good stuff.
1: Yeah, stuff that I talked about. Literally, we just dropped in Project X and people are still going, oh my gosh, this is cutting edge.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Stuff that like it, it doesn't need a, a hack or, a, or, or, you know, you're not gaming the system. It's just legitimate business. Right. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. and we'll, get, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um, so the podcast stopped almost a, a little over a year ago. A.M.P.M., it just stopped. There was no sayonara. There was no explanation. It just kind of faded off and serious sellers took over. Now, we know that um, serious sellers, was was to be more focused to Amazon selling. We know that you've already mentioned that. Bradley Sutton took over. Great dude. I've gotten to work with him a ton. We've gotten to be good friends. And uh, man, he hammers deep. Like people have, have asked me in preparation for AMP I'm like, Tim, what are you gonna do differently? And one of the things like I'm not gonna get as technically detailed as Bradley is on how to do this keyword algorithm fluctuation tracking. Like that's not <laughs> how I operate. And and he's awesome at that. But there's also another reason that you started getting out of the podcast space. Because you had yeah. some pretty big changes coming up in life, do you want to? Uh, I guess for the first time on public record, kind of explain uh, what you've been going through in the past year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so that was. You, you, we'll start with we're transitioning. Uh, I, I wanted at some point in a SaaS company, software company, right, uh, as a service. So you're, you're you're looking towards the future, right? You know where what what does the future hold for the company? When are, are you going to go public? Are you going to sell? You know, are you, are you going to bring on investors? What are you going to do? I had realized, man, I'm starting to become the brand for the company. Like me, my, my face, my voice, I'm doing the ads, I was doing everything. And that makes it very difficult to ever exit a company, right? You know, you're, you're stuck. And it also actually hurts your valuation because the, any company that's coming in that's, you know, that's looking at this is going to be saying, hey, you're that you're if something happens to you it, it kind of goes bad right so i decided that i needed to start transitioning myself out of the podcast out of the ads and and which is weird because there's still ads of me running on youtube and all that stuff <laughs> from like two years ago but um from that point on um you know we were growing like crazy um serious seller podcast was taking off it was really good and then we had interest um, a lot of interest actually from companies um, that wanted to come in and invest and acquire and do all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's last year um, we ended up finally exiting the company. Myself and, and Guillermo, um, we partnered up uh, with a company, an amazing company called Assembly, and and uh, they brought in ama- an amazing team to help already boost our amazing team. And so that there was a big transition period there. Where you know I was going through all this new stuff with the company, and um, it just took up all of my time, and uh, yeah, now now I advise, and, and life's quite a bit different, um, you know, from the day to day, day you know, grind. I guess you would call it whatever it is. You know, I love doing that stuff, so it wasn't really a grind. But um, yeah, the day to day operations, and that's where we're at now. So I said it, yeah. So you guys now know um, Manny and and Guy, um have exited to some extent. We still have a. Uh, we're still involved with the company, and um, yeah, it's awesome. love it. But,
1: but for all intents and purposes, you are not in the office. you are out of the day-to-day operations, and uh, yes, you've kind of let some, some bigger fish come in and start, I don't know, adding some fuel to the fire to keep growing this thing out, which is really exciting. And I, I remember um, I remember when you made a Facebook post, you said, "Hey, it's something about moving to Austin." You're like, hey, I'm living in SoCal. I want to go to Austin. Does anybody have any suggestions or something like that? I remember seeing that post and I said, that son of a gun is moving because he's going to (laughs) sell. I remember thinking that because the only reason you do that is for, you know, the capital gains, tax advantages, and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, man, I bet that's going to happen. Of course, you know, nobody knew anything for a long time. And then the Serious Seller podcast thing, you know, really a lot of, a lot of, fuel was put on that fire and it started taking off and I saw you start to pull out a little bit and every time I you know because me and you have hung out a lot in person we'd hang out and I'd kind of met some stuff and you kind of you know I don't know what's gonna happen and um but that's been really cool for me to watch because those that are listening to this podcast those that are Amazon sellers we're not all just Amazon sellers we're entrepreneurs right and and finding ways to make money finding ways to live that you know passion and have fulfillment in life you can come in a lot of different ways i know a lot of people that sell on amazon that it's not their only gig and for me manny kind of watching you like yeah you've got your amazon business but like the whole other side of you is building an audience through the podcast and the facebook groups and then a whole nother project for you was building helium 10 and for you like being able to move towards this exit from the operations day-to-day of helium 10 wasn't like oh manny's leaving, it's like, oh my gosh, he's doing it there too. Like, yeah, he's a successful Amazon seller and he's a successful software SaaS business developer. Like, and that was so, so cool. And I also remember, um, you know, watching from the outside, you know, Helium 10 getting really, really big. And it, it, I felt like you and Guy were just doing everything, you know, and just weighing down, weighing down. Weighing, and, and that's part of the natural evolution of any business. I understand that. So I remember getting really excited thinking about, hey, whatever is next for Helium 10. You know, whoever comes in, whatever happens with ownership, whatever happens with the investors, any, you know, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I'm excited to see it because I know that Manny gee aren't going to let this thing take a dip. Like any decision they make is going to be for the benefit of the company, um, for the benefit of the employees, you know, which is a huge part, you know, the team. And over the past year, we've seen nothing but just ridiculous growth with the company, whether it's free content, whether it's tools, whether it's just uh, helping the industry. So that's been a lot of fun, (laughs) a lot of fun to watch. So now that you've officially said it, this is the first public realm when you've said, hey, we've exited. I got to know what's next. And you and I have never had this conversation until right now. But I got it because because, you know, I picture you're in Austin, right? You've got a smaller house than Kevin's. Kevin tells me that all the time. You know, Kevin King brags about his penthouse. But but I can't imagine you're the kind of guy that just sits in there drinking tequila and watching Netflix. There's <laughs> got to be something else on the back, on the front burner now that is going to be uh, the new evolution of Manny Coates.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Austin. So is Kevin King. Kevin King, um, he's been – I'm in an apartment. I'm in a sky rise here. We overlook the city. And, um He ended up getting, uh, you know, a a penthouse or something at another building. And I'm like, Oh darn you, you got a bigger place. He tells me all
1: the time. He's like, yeah, man, he's right down the road, but I'm higher and bigger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's
0: got an amazing place for sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, so now, I mean, I'm, I'm still, um, I still have an advisory role with Helium 10. Um, I still have interest in the company, right? I want to help them grow. We keep adding new things. One of the things that, uh, Guy and I wanted to set up, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, the new management team really can kill it is first of all, we want to have a really cool office. We want to make sure that people really like coming to the office. So we ended up spending crazy amounts of money to make you know our headquarters. This is pre <laughs> uh, COVID, right? When, when everybody was excited to come to the office and, and look at everything and, and we had, you, you've been there. It's a really cool place. Um, and we quickly, we almost outgrew it right away because we were hiring so much. Um, the next thing we want to do, obviously we wanted to um, put out tons of information, right? Our content level is like crazy compared to anybody else. It's just the number of articles that we put out, the free content we put out, the number of podcasts that we put out. Um, then we started saying, well, everybody's paying for all this training everywhere. What if we put out really, really good training? So that's when we partnered up with Kevin King on this, he was selling, you know, his training for 1500 bucks. And, and we're just like, and I think it, it Got reduced uh there was specials and stuff for 997 and we're like what if we just include that with helium 10 right nobody's done that so we did that then we talked to you and and bradley you guys had that idea for additional content project x was just a an amazing an amazing thing like you guys i I feel like that's better than a lot of the courses that are out there so that's available now um yeah we just kept going and, and i think now the management team um uh and assembly's bringing in some really good good people um that we wouldn't have access to otherwise uh just because of their their deep roots you know all the people that they can reach um and then with boyan and ryan and all those guys heading up the company um I think it's gonna be amazing. I think I think you're gonna see I mean I feel like it's a pretty you know Helium sends a pretty dominant player in the space now and I just think it's gonna just solidify. It's just gonna be Like, you don't need to go anywhere. That was one of the things, if I go back um, to the beginning of the Helium 10, the reason we were so successful with it, I think, one of the reasons, at least, um, was that back then I had to go everywhere. I had to go over to this company to do keyword research and over here to do analytics on this and over here to do optimization. If I want to do index checking, I had to go over here, right? We had everything in one place. It's just nice. Like, I go here and I can just import everything to the next tool to the next tool. Now, a lot of companies are doing that, but we were, I believe... As far as I know, we're the first company to actually do that at scale with a lot and, of
1: tools. And that's not slowing down either. I mean, I, I get to see a little bit into the belly of the beast. And man, some of the stuff that's coming is, is pretty amazing, pretty ridiculous and still groundbreaking and um, still focus on content. You know, so much content. Project X, like you said, was awesome. 100% free YouTube, you know, and I still get no joke. I probably get 15 private Facebook messages a week from random strangers from all over the world just saying, hey, thanks for guys putting this out like this is awesome. And that's all, you know, that's all Helium 10. That's not me. You know, and, and what, and what would
0: be it. your your thirty second explanation of what Project X is in case people have never heard of it because so, it's it is really 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 good.
1: So Project X was, uh, Manny. It was me and you sitting around and 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 we kind of had the idea like, let's do a case study now because other people had done case studies selling on Amazon four or five years ago when you could. The the, the analogy I always use is, you know, in two thousand sixteen you could have sold a brown paper bag full of freeze dried cat poop. <coughs> you know, for whatever price you want. Like, it was so easy to sell anything. Now it's tough. So literally in 2019, 2020, we did another case study of you know how to find products away from Amazon, how to use information from all over the place to find products that are in demand with little to no competition on Amazon that you don't have to beat the system. And these aren't huge volume items, you know, they kind of fly under the radar. You don't have hijackers, you don't have the problems. And we literally walk through every step, and we we brought some ideas to the table that were um, not brand new in the industry, but they'd never been shared publicly before. And I think you know we launched that just a few months ago, and we've got like. 40,000 people that have watched this thing and it's all free on YouTube. So you guys go and check that out. That was, that was one of the more fun projects that I've ever done in my life. It was so much more work than people can imagine. It took forever. Um, I actually heard, heard someone talking crap, um, about me and Bradley in a, a fairly public audience saying, Oh, this was all, you know, this was all rigged because Tim was talking about this back in October and the, uh, the, Uh, you know, stuff didn't even air till January. I'm like, well, yeah, because it took us six months to film this thing. Like we were filming this last summer, even though, you know, the episodes didn't release till January. And I had no idea it would take that much work, that much time, but it was definitely worth it.
0: Yeah. And it's also, I I remember we were talking about this. We were talking about that. Can we release it really, really quickly? But then you run into the problem where, and, it, and this is unfortunate with any industry you get into, as soon as you put something out there and you're like, Hey, we're getting some traction with this product. And it's part of a case study. Then you have a hundred people that jump into that product and it messes up the whole case study. Right. So you yep. gotta, you gotta wait a little bit. So by the time you guys released, um, I, I think, uh, I think everything was finished and it was good. And, and you the price is great, right? But on that Project X, what's it cost again? It's free. <laughs> it's free. Yeah, I know. And don't let anybody listening right now, you know, don't let the free price tag make you think that it's not good. Honestly, it's better than a lot of the $1,000 packages that you're going to buy out there. Um, they, they go really, really, really deep. So it's really awesome. So. Congratulations on that. that was it, it came out better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see you had low expectations. <laughs> I didn't have looked. I had high expectations, but it came out better than that. It was really good. The quality was good. The content was good. The production value was really good. I mean, everything was good. You were flying in. It was it was nice.
1: And it worked. And that that is still yeah. making consistent money every month.
0: Part of Helium 10, you now get the $1,000 course included with Helium 10. And somewhere in there, there's also the Project X. So you get Freedom Ticket and you get Project X. And I think there's some other stuff in there now too. So it's really cool. It's just an unbeatable deal for anybody starting that was, we wanted to really give back to uh, to the audience out there. Like, you know, if you're going to spend ninety seven dollars with us, we want you to be uh, a member for as long as possible. You know, as, hopefully we're giving you all the tools that you need to be successful so that you can continue to be a customer of ours and you can go on the podcast later on and talk about your success and all that. If you just put out software and people fail after 30 days, kind of sucks. But if you can give them the tools to actually get good and learn things, right, then uh, I think that's the way to make a business work. All right, so Tim, you've been asking me a bunch of questions. I want to flip this right now because you're going to be taking over. People can tell if they're watching this on a video, you got the super awesome $1,000 microphone there. I got the... uh, you know, a little gaming headset cause all my stuff is in a box still. Um, but if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, like I said earlier, listen to, uh, listen to the one that I did with Tim, but Tim, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you talked about on that podcast, but just in case people don't listen to it, tell us a little bit about, you know, more about yourself, how you got into the e-commerce space, why you came on the podcast and why you're here now, because we're, you're taking this thing over. You're going to be doing all the episodes from now and you're, uh, you're going to be focusing on the e-commerce entrepreneurial side of things. So I know there's like four questions in one, but I wanted to give you some runway here. Why don't you uh, take it from here?
1: All right. And if I uh, <laughs> if I miss one, just pause me and I'll come back to it. But um, yeah, e-commerce for me started off by accident. Um, I was never techie. I was, uh, you know, never exceptionally smart and thought I'd be an engineer or a software guy or anything like that. Um, in college, I decided to pursue firefighting of all things, just kind of. I wanted that as an adventure. I thought it'd be cool. So um, moved down to Huntsville, Alabama and got hired on as a firefighter. It was like 2,500 applicants and 25 hires, so I felt you know, really blessed to have this amazing job. And firefighters work a 24 hour shift. So we'd work 24 hours and be off for 48. So we worked two days a week. So we all had side jobs and I'm an entrepreneur by heart, you know, in middle school, I was out doing some, uh, doing some side hustle and stuff like that. Um, and, and always worked two or three jobs, but I started construction companies. I had all sorts of crazy stuff going on that never really went well. It sucked actually. Yeah. At one point I thought I was doing awesome. I was 23 years old. I had a construction company with like you know tons of employees and you know i was responsible for like 78 tires you know between all the trucks and trailers i don't know how does equipment but i wasn't making any money you know i was doing millions of dollars uh, of sales a year and i wasn't making any money and um you know i kept going kind of from one thing to the next but i ended up having a buddy who is in the government procurement business have you seen the movie uh, war dogs yes uh, the uh, the guys that are like running guns to afghanistan you know and they're these hustlers like bidding on government stuff well that was me but not with weapons and not to the military so a state department but i was selling dump truck tires and diesel generators and uh you know like lock sets for doors and we were shipping it to like embassies and consulates all over the world so i literally as a part-time job was doing international procurement sourcing um logistics and like really high level government sales and i got pretty stinking good at it. And I ended up making some some really big deals. Uh, I was involved with a startup company in Africa, like Kenya, uh, selling construction equipment, like all sorts of crazy stuff that for a 20-something-year-old, I had no business doing, like biting off way more than I could chew, but somehow figuring out how to swallow it, right? And one day I'm looking at, um, I'm trying to source these oil filters, right, for big diesel generators. And and I'm looking online, and like I see on Amazon, these are twenty nine ninety nine, And my wholesale cost from the manufacturer is like, $7 and we thinking man like because of the volume we get such a great discount through these manufacturers for like Cummins diesel parts there's got to be a way to, to, to sell these things so I literally put a Craigslist ad up and I said can someone teach me how to sell on eBay because I didn't even know you can sell on Amazon I had no idea <laughs> And right. uh, most people didn't, yeah, yeah. And I had no idea. And I'm expecting like some college kid to answer this ad. or well, I get this guy to answer it, and uh, I say, "Well, come meet us at the warehouse, the office." And this like sixty year old bald dude walks in, and I'm like, "Wow, this is my eBay guy." So he starts looking at the catalog, and he starts looking at stuff, and he's like, "You need to sell on Amazon," and he got me started down this journey, and and um. You know, selling wholesale, and then I quickly got into this private label thing. I was listening to content like AMPM at the time, and I remember listening like the first webinar I ever watched was Scott Volker. You'd mentioned him, and um, just just learning really, really fast, and got into private label. Screwed up a ton. I mean, I'm looking like the other side of the camera at my desk of all these failed products that i've tried to sell you know, i tried to get into moscow mule mugs and they were super saturated and car hammers and meat tenderizers and hooded baby towels and all the crap <laughs> you know, like the wrong stuff to sell right but in the midst of that i was launching very successful golf cart accessories and automotive parts you know that space and then i got into like weird random accessories and stuff and, and it just it blew up and. Uh, it was still a side business for me. It was actually a second side business for me. I was still a firefighter. I was still doing the government procurement and I was still managing the procurement and logistics for the business in Africa. And then, so my third or fourth side hustle was Amazon and we hit a million dollars in sales in our first seven months. And we just kept launching private label after private label. I started going to China regularly and figuring out like how to source directly. I started hitting up big markets like EWU, um and Canton Fair and making connections, and and it went crazy. Um, and in uh, about two years ago, I was able to walk away from my job as a fire as a firefighter which was great. I was traveling all the time for, you know, Amazon e-commerce related stuff anyways, and just having more time to spend at home every third night, you know, I got to stay at home and stay with the kids was awesome. But um, you were asking about like how I got started in the public realm. Right. And I don't, yeah. I don't even know if you remember this, but do you remember how you and I first came in contact with each other?
0: I don't, I was just trying to think about that. I remember at the time I had somebody that was setting up my guests. So now no, remind me.
1: Yep. So I, I had always had this passion for developing countries. Uh, I now know not to call them third-world countries, but developing countries. Now you remember. I remember. I was doing doing stuff in Honduras and Haiti and all these places. and um, I actually wanted to start sourcing products in Central America, fair-wage, fair-trade products that could be sold on Amazon. So I started a sourcing company in Guatemala. And that sourcing company, uh, I hired local staff there to run it and would work with these small family artisans to find, um, you know, products and and get it made. In fact, back here, one of my props that Mika approved, this is kind of special to me. It's a ball of cotton, okay? Cotton thread that was hand dyed, hand woven in San Juan La Laguna, Guatemala by a co-op of women, okay? The reason this is special to me is I bought it for about
0: $4,
1: but I have watched the way it's made. They pick, they grow the cotton, they pick it by hand, they spin it into thread. They they dye it with like plant based. Co- this is forty man hours of labor, <sighs> wow. and I bought it for like four dollars. And like it reminds me of like, hey, you know, when I think I'm having a bad day, or I think that like my Amazon products aren't making enough money, or something's forty man 40 hours, hours for four dollars, right? So yeah. Um, so anyways, you had posted something in one of the Facebook groups hey, I need someone to, to source something in Central America. And I said, oh, funny, I've, I've got that set up. And you and I messaged on Facebook Messenger, and uh, I kind of told you who I was what I was doing. You're like, oh, this would be great for AM, podcast. And you brought me onto the episode, and we actually didn't talk at all about sourcing in Central America. We just started riffing about my ideas about how to get product ideas and how to build businesses and how to generate. And we went for like 50 minutes and never even touched on the Central America thing. It never happened. Um, But that was actually a really interesting experience for me because it was the first time I was ever interviewed for anything. And I remember um, you asked me that and I'm like, sure, I'll be in a podcast. And crap, how do I be on a podcast? (laughs) I don't even know what this means. And this is back in like 2017. And um, uh, I remember thinking, all right, I have to get like a microphone, right? So I got on Amazon. I, I didn't want to spend much money, but I bought a $30 microphone. And I remember I had it shipped to the warehouse where I was working. And one of my employees, Tabitha, Tabby, shout out to you. She made so much fun of me. She's like, oh, my God, you're one of those guys that has to get a podcast microphone now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm being interviewed. And um, uh, what's actually crazy is that's it right there. That's the oh, really? podcast microphone I bought. I had it laying on my desk and Mika, we were setting up the studio. She's like, you got to put that up there. So that's that's the $30 podcast mic I bought for the AMPM PM interview. And um, anyways, the interview went awesome i remember uh we talked for a long time uh just about all sorts of stuff and then i think that was like november of 2017 i think later you told me it was like the second or third most listened to podcast of the entire year and it came out in november and yeah. I was kind of taken back of that. So at the time, I had also started a sourcing and shipping company out of China. I had warehouse and FBA prep in the US. And it, things just started blowing up. People, Other people started contacting me for content, for collaborations, for sourcing and shipping, which I don't do anymore, by the way. I sold that company. So if you guys want sourcing or shipping, I'm not your guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but But really, honestly, and I know it sounds kind of cheesy and nostalgic, but like, the reason that i'm taking over the ampm podcast now is because i got started with my very first piece of information that i ever gave out publicly on the ampm podcast so for me it's kind of special it's like you know where everything began for me in a public role and Now it's that's an awesome, awesome story, right? Yeah,
0: well, I remember. Yeah, there was so many people that liked it because, and that's why I keep telling people to go back and listen to it. Maybe maybe some of the content now will be people will be like, "Oh yeah, I already know that," but back then it was awesome. Everybody was loving it, and you went from not having done a podcast. Um, so suddenly I, th- I remember you contact me going, holy crap, dude. Like I'm getting contacted. Like, I remember how many times a day now people were inquiring, like, Hey, can you help me do this? Can you do that? And I was like, see, this is what happens. You get on the right stage and then people will come, right. They'll, they'll come after you. And, and, uh, and I just remember from that point on, you just like a rocket ship. You took off. I, I saw you getting into everything. You were everywhere. You were speaking, you were doing all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, you became the guy that like, if I had a question about something going on in the industry, I'd be like, I got to call up. You know, I, I, I got to call Tim and see what's going on here because you somehow you have ears everywhere. It's awesome. So I think that's perfect for, for this kind of podcast because first of all, you're a good interviewer. You know, everybody, you know, so much you, you can pivot so easily on a bunch of different things. And, um, I think it's not, it doesn't always have to be about, I don't know, for us, you know, we, I started with Amazon private label and then we slowly pivoted to about six, seven different things, but we brought it all together. Right. Do you think anybody remembers you from that episode?
1: So, um, (laughs) you know, there was a a first big push, and then we had a second episode, like maybe a year later, you interviewed me again, but I had kind of forgotten about the first episode. And oddly enough, last year I was in Australia. And I was speaking and doing a workshop at, a, uh, at an event called Retail Global and a uh, pretty big event there in Australia. And I was put together in this, uh, they called it Amazon Injection Lab where they had Amazon employees and Amazon like experts in a workshop where you could sign up and have 15 minutes of consultation, right? Specifically for people that are trying to get started. And there's another coach there, a guy named Chris Thomas. Chris runs the uh, Australian Sellers podcast, right? And I'd never met him before. I'm shaking hands and we're talking and he's kind of overhearing me from across the, the booth, you know, talking to somebody else. And I think I was talking about Pinterest and he's like, you know, he said, what you're talking about has really changed how I've done my business and how I find products. He said, it's, it's great, great stuff. He said, it's interesting. He said, the first time I heard about that was like a few years ago, some nut job brought this idea up on a podcast and was, was explaining it. <laughs> And he's like, I thought it was a little bit crazy at first, but but it still kind of made sense. And I started doing it and it works. Now I've got these products that I found this way. I'm like, really awesome. I'm like, well, well what podcast was he like, man, I can't remember, but I've got it saved. And like he goes and I don't know whatever podcast platform and he's like scrolling, scrolling on his cell phone after coming, in, he's like, Oh, here it is. And he hits the button. And Manny, it was me and you. And and he didn't realize it. And he was like, What? And he looks at me and like and then he hears the voice and he looks, he's like, oh, this is Tim Jordan. I'm like, well, I'm Tim Jordan. Here I am. I'm that nut job. (laughs) I'm that that crazy guy. So literally years later, some dude who doesn't even make the connection is still talking about that on literally the other side of the world. So uh, that was kind of a shock to me because I was like, man... You know, it was kind of motivating. Like you have to put out good content that works for you, and you can't you can't hide stuff. Like I hate this mentality of oh, I found something that works, we've got to hide it, because even when we talk about good stuff. There's so much opportunity out there, you know. Like yeah. I, like I've had people even recently tell me, hey Tim, there's certain things that you're doing to find products you shouldn't talk about publicly because other people are going to copy you. And I'm like, who cares? Like, other people are doing it. I might as well talk about it publicly and help as many people as we can because it's not going to stay secret forever. And the things that I'm talking about aren't short-lived. Like, these are basic principles that don't have a ceiling. It's not like, you know, some hack that once, you know, 10,000 people do it, it it wipes out. No, it's like if we're doing the basic things like finding something in demand with low competition, taking it to a new platform, like fulfilling a need – to a customer base, uh, this is completely Amazon agnostic. Like it doesn't matter what platform you're selling on. Like this is basic common sense business, and that's what I was talking about. And yeah, uh, yeah it was crazy just to just to know that first episode was still being talked about years later on the other side of the world. Kind of gave me a, a realization that hey, this AMPM thing is pretty big deal. And then you know, like I, like that popped into my mind, you know, a couple months ago when Bojan kind of brought this up and said, hey, Tim, we want you to host it. So it's crazy how all that kind of came full circle.
0: That's awesome. So AMPM. Podcast is coming full circle. You're talking about putting out a lot of content. Um, You got a lot of ideas. Let me just ask you, what do you think people can expect or what are the changes that are coming to the AMPM podcast uh, now that you're going to be taking it over?
1: Well, there has to be a division between serious seller podcast and AMPM podcast, right? Because when AMPM started... It was a little bit of everything. It was a lot of Amazon. It was a lot of uh, entrepreneurial growth, you know, like the journey. It was fulfilling a lot of needs. And then Serious Sellers podcast from Bradley has kind of done the same thing, but it's more lean towards serious selling, like more Amazon specific, right? So what I thought would be a great idea when I kind of discussed this with the powers to be was, hey, there is a need for other entrepreneurial stuff. Seen from the eyes of an e-commerce seller or an Amazon seller, right? And like I have a, uh, you know, I'm involved in a lot of communities. I do a lot of consulting. I have a, a coaching group, um, a coaching program where I get to talk to my students, you know, every week. And like there's a common theme of Amazon's not it. Amazon's great. Amazon's wonderful. But we also need to be thinking about away from Amazon or addition to Amazon or even additional revenue streams. Like right now, COVID is not a good time to be doing it. But six months ago, these Amazon sellers were going to do investment properties and Airbnb. And like, I realized that the Amazon community represents a much larger entrepreneurial demand. You know, everybody wants something. And the truth is, we don't always know what's going to be best for us there are people that have this this like drive to become an entrepreneur and they hear a podcast they see a a course or webinar and they decide to start selling on amazon and it's not for them Right. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not automated. You know, it's not super simple. Uh, and sometimes it's not for them. But when they get started down that journey to do something else, I know people that were incredible um, you know, entrepreneurs, horrible Amazon sellers, but by getting that space, they ended up launching amazing shipping companies and three PLs and software companies. Like you have to start down this journey. So what I decided was AMPM needs to be a space for all of that. Like, let's talk about entrepreneurship. Let's talk about running a business. Let's talk about growth. Let's talk about crazy stuff like mental health from an entrepreneur standpoint, like some stuff that I've struggled with and experienced recently, like nobody's freaking talking about it. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to talk about amazing listing optimization or, you know, too much on how to find the right product. Let's talk about like how we become better entrepreneurs, like how we find the correct approach to make money in the AM and the PM, like these residual income streams, these automated, like fire your boss, quit your nine to five when it's time. I'm not advocating like quit your job, buy this course and and become a millionaire next week. That doesn't happen. It's not realistic. And I know there's a lot of those podcasts, a lot of information out there, but there's none specifically from the Amazon seller community. Like those of us that are e-commerce sellers or Amazon sellers in a broader sense, forget that we're also e-commerce sellers. We're not amazon sellers we're product sellers and if we think of ourselves as product sellers then we can be sellers across other platforms like there's amazing opportunities to get into brick and mortar for the right brands there's amazing opportunities to start driving your own traffic with shopify sites or funnels or subscription boxes or you know i know people that are killing it on like etsy and all these other you know other platforms internationally amazon sucks in some countries but there are huge growing marketplaces i think and and look i could be wrong But I think that the U.S. market is ripe for a big Amazon competitor, right? Amazon's dominating it all, but they're not doing it all right. And I think that especially as the government's starting to step back and say, like, whoa, Amazon's getting a little too powerful. And, like, they're getting in trouble for stealing private label or suppliers directly compete against them. Like, I think in three years from now, there's going to be a huge competitor to Amazon, and I want AMPM to be, like, the first place that's talking about those other opportunities. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. so I don't know, maybe it's it's really ambitious, but I want to go really, really wide. I I definitely think the focus will still be on e-commerce because we're coming from e-commerce. But we're going to be talking about other platforms, other business ventures, other ideas, other thoughts, other motivation, other struggles. We're going to hear stories, successes and failures. We're going to see other examples of what's working and what's not. We're just going to get in all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's it's awesome. Earlier today, I was looking at the lineup of all the future speakers we have. And they're people that like I never would have imagined I'd get to interview. And they're like, yes, we want to come on the A&P and podcast and like drop some gold. So it's going to be that's cool.
0: Of fun. Can you can you uh, maybe you can't, but are you able to hint at what's coming in the next episode? Does
1: um,
0: that got, does that have to be secret? Uh,
1: well, things things could change, but we've got we've got some big um, some big folks. You know, uh, we're not talking Tony Robbins yet. We'll get to there eventually, but uh, we've got some big guys. We've got uh, like one of the first uh, episodes I have on the first five. We're actually going to be talking to. I love this. Most of you have never seen her publicly. She's a very successful Amazon seller, who uh, whose life changed on 9/11. Like, I won't get too much in the story, but like, 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 it makes me want to cry thinking about it. But like, her story is incredible. We're gonna talk uh, talk to one of uh, the more influential people I've had in my life, who actually led me to start that business in Guatemala, and like, what he's like. He posted a Facebook picture the other day where he is during this COVID thing, you know, like these, these developing countries, underdeveloped countries are starving, you know, because they rely on tourism and nobody's flying and like, they're all stranded too. And like, he's buying semi-truck loads of like melons to deliver to these neighborhoods and like, you know, these very, very poor, like some just incredible people. We've got, um, uh, episode 200, uh, so, so this is episode 195, episode 200 is going to be a multi Grammy award winning musician who completely stepped out of that and now runs a company manufacturing leather products in Haiti. Like they bought a resort and are employing like a 100 artisans making products for brands in the US. Like like incredible stuff, right? So we're going to get really, really deep. Those are just some of the first few coming out and um, you guys are
0: going to. I I think those of you that are listening are really going to enjoy it. That's awesome. So um, next year, Next two years, where, where do you see this thing going? I mean, you've already covered quite a bit. Can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, I think that um, for one, we're going to be following closely the upcoming changes that are coming with e-commerce, right? New opportunities opening up. Um, I think that obviously this is going to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't want to put like a target in a year and say, this is where we're going to be. Because the thing about e-commerce that I've learned is like, you can't speculate. Like, you you cannot anticipate. You cannot guess what's going to happen. Like, you have to be flexible. You have to be nimble. And that's why, to me, like, e-commerce entrepreneurship is so powerful is because when big brands and big companies and big corporations are stuck in these archaic, like, giant, slow-turning ships trying to adjust to the market, like, we can turn on a freaking dime. We can make a decision right now, pivot our business, and be off to the races like the first opportunity that pops up, right? Yeah. And because this whole podcast, this whole, you know, message and this whole – Group of content is for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I want to make sure that I'm not targeting us in any way that's less flexible, right? So I want to make sure that the newest thing that pops up, the newest idea, the newest content, the newest um, theories, even uh, are going to pop up. But I will say this for those of you listening, like there's a lot of people that have pot. And listen, I've had a podcast, and podcasts are really hard to get going. So, so many of them out there, but we have like the backing of a lot of talented team members, like all of you that helped pull this off. It's incredible. I was in a Zoom meeting getting this plan the other day and I took a, sneak, a screenshot. It's like 16 people that are helping pull this off. So AMPM has the, the muscle, the brawn, the brainpower behind it to do some incredible things. And I can't even fathom what it's going to be like in a year or two from now because we have so many resources pulling the most awesome content, relevant content, best interviews, you know, all focused on an e-commerce seller that wants to grow and wants to expand, right? Or an entrepreneur that even wants to get into e-commerce. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, and, and maybe this is going to step on some toes. I just want to make this very clear right now. Um, when I agreed to do this podcast, I did it with the understanding that I would be allowed to treat this independently from helium 10. All right. So what I mean by that is this is not going to be a massive sales pitch. You know, Helium 10 still owns the, owns the podcast. They're the ones that do all the backend work for me, but I'm in my office in Alabama. Like this is AM PM. So we're going to be, um, you know, not giving constant sales pitches for one thing or the other. Um, you know, this is a little bit independent, which is to me makes it more powerful. Um, I'm going to be interviewing people that have not always been friends of Helium 10 in the past. I'm trying to interview uh, even competitors of Helium 10 because I think the content they bring is so powerful. And I so strongly believe that the e-commerce community is better when we work together. Like, you know, an analogy that that I heard someone tell me once is like all these service providers in the e-commerce space, whether it's shippers or software companies or whatever, like we're all fighting for a bigger piece of the pizza. When if we would just open our freaking eyes and realize that if we work together, we just build a bigger dang pizza, right? Because (laughs) like- we live in e-commerce, and like we know about selling on Amazon. But if I walked outside of my office to the to the offices next door and said something out, "Hey, do you know you can sell on Amazon?" They have no clue. Like the sky is a limit for e-commerce sellers because nobody knows it's out there. As for service fighters and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And like now with COVID happening, like like we're airing this right in the middle of the COVID. You know, we're trying to get out of quarantine, but who knows what's going to happen in 2020 on all these other industries are tanking, which is sad, it's brutal, it's heartbreaking. Like, the truth is, this is proven that e-commerce is the future. Right? People that that never even knew about e-commerce, like my old cranky father-in-law, who would never buy anything online, he was forced to. Now he realizes how amazing it is, and he'll probably never go to an auto parts store again. It's all on Amazon or eBay, right? I think if we're going to do this right, we have to take politics out of it. And you know, I've even gotten special permission to interview some people, like I said, that haven't haven't always been friends to the Helium 10 brand, but are friends to the e-commerce community. So, uh, some pretty uh, pretty cool stuff coming.
0: That sounds good. What uh, what's the publishing schedule going to look like? How so, often are you um, putting out an episode?
1: So this this week, we're dropping three, you know, this this first week. And then we're dropping one a week every Thursday is the plan. So every Thursday. Um, and we've got other content that's not just going to be published on the podcast. Check out the uh, AMPM uh, Facebook page, Instagram page, ampm.com, ampmpodcast.com. We've got written blogs for it. Like, we're just going to keep rolling this thing into just a giant content factory that um, – it kind of oper- operates independently a little bit, a little bit, you know, agnostic to a certain service or a certain uh, influencer. And uh, it's going to be good. I really strongly That's cool. believe
0: that and the intro the intro is changing to you next next episode
1: yeah the intro of this episode we kind of want to do something kind of fun I know that the, the, the uh, production staff want to do kind of a cool little transition and um, yeah. yeah unfortunately and it's, it's kind of like maybe it breaks my heart more than it does yours Manny but like after this episode we're not going to see Manny in the AMPM podcast anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know what? It's been an amazing journey though. Um, I, it's, it's funny when we talk to people and they're like, man, you guys did really well. You know, it, it, within about a four year period, you were able to take something from, you know, bootstrap to exit. And I'm like, "It, yeah, time-wise it was four years, but like life, yes. life force wise, it was like eight years because we were putting like in years. You know how it is? Yeah. yeah. We were putting in like, man, there was days where we worked 24 hours straight, but it, it wasn't unusual to be putting in 16 hour days. Regularly, six seven days a week. Um, so I always tell Guillermo, my my uh, my co founder and business partner, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you we we dude we we were putting in double shift. We did eight years of work in four years. So we feel good. We feel proud. Didn't have to take uh, any. A lot of people. And that, this is this might be uh, another episode where we could come in and, and talk a little bit more about this. I'm I'm now starting to um, get into see like angel investing into uh, startups and things like that. It's it's very interesting going through this process, how you should set up certain companies, things you shouldn't do, things you should do, valuations of companies, right? If you have an Amazon business, you hear this all the time where they're like, you, you know, you get 2x to 3x your terms of valuation where other companies could be 5x, 6x, 10x. Why is that? What, what? When is a company only 1x? You know, why would you want to build that kind of thing? So we could talk about that stuff or you should bring on a guest that's a super pro at that, but it's going to be cool. I'm going to be listening. I'm, I'm excited to hear uh, what's coming. I'll just say this to close us off. I know it's been a long episode, guys,
1: and we're going to try to keep the other episode shorter. We just had so much to cram in. And um, now that Manny's just sitting in Austin, drinking tequila and not answering his phone, you know, we had to get him in one call. and fact, pe- no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> I'll say this, um, and 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 I can be sappy. It's okay. It's my podcast now. But um, Manny, I'll say that what you've done with AMPM has been incredible. Like, forget Helium 10. Let's just talk about AMPM, right? You put this thing together really not knowing what you were doing and literally have people on the other side of the world still listening to this thing, even without another episode in a year, like we're still getting tens of thousands of views a month. Right. And we're just going to grow that. But, um, I don't know anybody that has a bad word to say about you. And that's so hard in this industry. Yeah. It's so hard to do because there's so much just cutthroat backstabbing, you know, and it's not just this industry, it's any industry. And to do that, you had to call it like it was, you had to, you know, be a man of your word, which you've always been. And you've had to, um, you know, call the shots, whether they were pretty or not, you know, you had to, you had to pull the cover off some things and call it like it was. And I think you've gained a lot of respect from that. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. You know, personally, I just want to tell you that kind of on the record here, if I didn't have that opportunity to be on that first episode, not only would I not be here, but like, I wouldn't have been as successful as a seller because what people think in the service space is like, Oh, you just start doing podcast stuff to sell your service. No, like one of the reasons I do so many collaborations and I communicate with so many people and I go to every freaking conference out there is to learn myself. Like, this is how you learn. Like, Mandy, you learn so much just from interviewing people. Right. And right. I, and, 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 if I hadn't been invited and you hadn't talked to me to come that first episode, I definitely wouldn't be here. I probably would still be working, you know, my blue collar, you know, firefighter job, which is great, but I'm much happier here. Um, you know, making <laughs> making more money than I ever expected to in my life. You know, get to have, um, you know, uh, uh, be able to bring my kids up in a scenario in and in a situation that I never got when I was, you know, a kid, which is, you know, a true blessing for me. And I get to help other people in the industry. So, um, really, you know, I, I mean it when I say I appreciate everything you've done, and I am one of your biggest fans because you have had such a, a profound impact on my life. So. Uh, wow, do that take, means a lot to me. And I don't I don't take this lightly, taking over the AMPM. I feel like this is such a such a powerful thing, and it's such an important thing to so many people that um, I take seriously what we're doing, and I'm going to do my best not to screw this up. And I know the rest of the team that's kind of working behind me is going to be uh, doing the same. And um, man, it's been awesome to know you. I can't wait to see you again. I'm sure when all this travel stuff you know, loosens up, we'll get to hang out and We've
0: partied once or twice before. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll replicate yeah. okay,
1: that again one of these days. And, we have to uh, tell
0: those stories; they're fun. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. all that. That's that means a lot to me. And, and it's this, this has been a really fulfilling journey for me. Um, and and uh, just talking to all the people that that the podcast has actually helped. So I I couldn't be more proud of of somebody like you actually taking it over. We we talked about uh, you know who who we could have come in and and fill. I guess, fill the role. And, and I've, it's been empty for the longest time because there just wasn't somebody that I wanted in there that the, t- the company and the team felt would be good. Um, so you're it. You're the guy. You're going to take this to the next level. It's going to be a moonshot from here. So I'm, I'm super excited. You're going to crush it. Thank you again, Manny. Thank y'all for listening.
1: I know it's been a long episode. Um, those of you that have been following Manny or following Helium Ten, following MPM for a long time, you needed this episode. Like you needed some closure because you know for years this thing trudged along and there was no finality. You know, there's no closure. So you've got it now. Thanks for sticking through such a long episode. I promise you, the other episode shouldn't be this long. We'll be a little shorter. Um, make sure that you help us get this thing off the ground again because the bigger we make this, the better content we can put um, put out. The better. Uh, get Guests we can have on the more assets we can, you know, push towards the uh, the podcast to help you guys out. So make sure to go to the Facebook page, make sure to go to the Instagram page, like all that. Go to the AMPM podcast website, sign up for the email list, you get notified when we put out new uh, episodes. Go to YouTube. This one is all on video so we can put on YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, all that good stuff. Get get connected with us wherever you can. If you're just listening to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, like it on whatever it is, iTunes or Podbean or whatever you're listening to. Make sure you do all those things and, <laughs> and keep up with us because I promise we're going to bring stuff that's going to help and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun along the way. So thank you all for being on again. Thank you, Manny. We'll sign off and we'll see you guys on the next episode.
0: Take care, everybody.